There is no question that World War II created an arms race like few other times in history. <clears throat> Germany was the first to split the atom. Americans were the first to weaponize it. But what about other government experiments? And what other discoveries were made? Did the United States really teleport a destroyer? Did the Germans have an anti-gravity machine? Did Russia and America use psychic spies? Today we're going to explore these questions and so much more. Welcome to History, Mystery, and the Unexplained, the show where we explore everything from true crime to cryptids, the paranormal, and beyond. Before we begin, please like, subscribe, follow, or whatever on the platform of your choice, and also be sure to give us a review. I'd, I'd love to hear what you think. Germany in the 30s and 40s was home to some of the greatest scientific minds. We know this because they went on to work for the United States when the war was over. Well, much of the top brass was getting tried for war crimes, the scientists and engineers were given a free pass. Operation Paperclip, or Project Overcast as it was originally called, was dedicated to recruiting German and Austrian scientists and engineers. Uh, the USSR had a similar program. The U.S. acquired around 1,500 and USSR around 2,800. This spurred on the space race in the Cold War. The name Operation Paperclip, by the way, comes from the immigration documents paperclip together as part of whitewashing their Nazi pasts. Yeah, America did some messed up stuff. Thanks to the C's technology and technological leaders, we know for a fact that Germany had advanced rocket propulsion long before the rest of the world. They had aerospace technology that would go on to influence and inspire the stealth bomber, and they had deadly chemical warfare on, with unprecedented devastation. Despite the UN banning such technology, the United States experimented with that too. Take Plum Island, for example. There is a multitude of material pointing to the existence of experiments in biological warfare, and perhaps things so sinister they remain hidden to this day. This controversial island could be the topic for another episode, though. It is from this reality that the legend of the Diglock, the Bell, was born. Diglock is said to have been a secret weapon born from the Wonderwolf, or Wonder Weapons project during the war. This bell-shaped device was said to be powered by a purple radioactive liquid known as Zerium-525. It is claimed that it was either an anti-gravity propulsion device for some UFO-type flying machine, or it was, in fact, a time machine. Most of what we know about this supposed weapon comes from the book written in 2000 by Polish journalist Igor Witkowski, called The Truth About the Wonderwolf. Some people point to another book written in 1960 by the journalists Louis Powells and Jacques Brigere, titled The Morning of the Magicians. Sources suggest that the man responsible for Diglock was Hans Kimmler himself. Kimmler was a high-ranking SS officer in charge of the V-Weapons Program one of the known secret programs of the Nazis. Underground bases were constructed to work on projects in the utmost secrecy. If Diglock was real, this is the exact type of facility where it would have been worked on. So what happened to Hans Kemmler? Officially, Kemmler is deceased, a victim of the war killed by the Allies as they reclaimed Europe. 
That being said, the body was never found. As for the device, on December 9th, 1965, a fireball shot through the sky. It was seen in six states and in Canada. The object landed in Klecksburg, Pennsylvania. Witnesses said it was a bell-shaped object emitting a blue glow. Within moments, the military poured into the area, driving away onlookers. Despite reports from observers saying that they saw an acorn-shaped, sleek object with unusual markings around the base on a flatbed truck, officials said nothing was found in the woods that day. Later, reports suggested that it was a Russian satellite. But that report seems to have disappeared after it was released in 2000. So, is it possible that Kemmler escaped capture by jumping 20 years into the future? Maybe. But if the Nazis had a functioning time travel device, I think we'd be living in a much different present right now. Unless other countries had time travel too. Getting ahead of myself. Now, the Germans were not the only ones researching new technologies at the time. America had its own secret program, then and now. Among them was what has become known as the Philadelphia Experiment. Much like Die Glock, however, reports of this event come primarily from a single source. In an attempt to create a cloaking device, so American ships would stop getting blown up by German U-boats, the U.S. accidentally, or on purpose, depending on who you talk to, teleported a destroyer over 200 miles away and sent it back in time 10 minutes. Witnesses say, or witness, really, that on October 28, 1943, the USS Eldritch powered on its cloaking device, and within minutes, a green mist enveloped the ship, and the destroyer simply disappeared. It then reappeared in Norfolk, Virginia, 10 minutes earlier in the day before returning back to the Philadelphia shipyard. When sailors boarded the USS Eldridge, after it returned, it was a sight of horrors. Some of its crew were fused into the walls. Others were frozen in time. Sailors screamed in agony. Many were driven to madness. As time went on, it was suggested that these men had a loose tether on reality. They would slip in and out. Sometimes they simply disappeared. Now, like I said, there is really only one source, ex-merchant marine Carl Allen. Allen sent a series of letters to the author of the book, The Case for the UFO, Unidentified Flying Objects, one Morris K. Jessup, explaining the events of that day. Later, research into what happened uncovered a few issues. The first one being that USS Eldridge wasn't in Philadelphia at the time. Records show that it was in New York. The second being that there is no documented record of this event ever having occurred. Most people point to degaussing technology that was being used on U.S. Navy vessels to disrupt magnetic signals on mines as the origin to this story. Degaussing doesn't make your ship invisible, though, or cause people to fuse into walls. If the Philadelphia experiment was true, I don't think it would be the kind of thing that the government would talk about freely. Uh, the Philadelphia experiment is not the only time Americans are said to have dabbled in time travel either. In fact, if the stories of the Montauk Project are true, 
At Camp Harrow, the U.S. government experimented in telekinesis, time travel, mind control, and even abducted children to experiment on. Camp Harrow, in fact, is the inspiration for the Netflix show Stranger Things. Let's start with what we know is true. Camp Harrow, or Montauk Air Force Station, was a military base founded in 1942 it, to defend New York from air and sea attacks during World War II. It was home to artillery batteries connected by underground tunnels so soldiers can quickly move from gun to gun. Later in its life, it became home to a radar tower that could provide a 30-minute advanced warning should Russian missiles ever be launched. It suggested that after World War II, it's these underground tunnels where the experiments begin. According to unlocked repressed memories by Preston Nichols in his book series starting with the Montauk Project, Experiments in Time, he talks about the continuation of the Philadelphia experiment restarting in the 1960s and 70s. Among the claims in his books, they created a portal in time, teleported to Mars, the moon, one person just died in space, Oopsie. They also met with Jesus, rewrote history here and there, reptilian aliens who worked with the United States, even had offices at the base. Oh, right. And they accidentally conjured a creature from another dimension that wreaked havoc on the base, destroying things and killing people. According to the books, homeless people and children were abducted and forced to participate in these experiments. Among their achievements are the internet. I took the initiative in creating the internet. The Jersey Devil and eight. Oddly, this is one of those times that more and more people have come forward claiming to be among the Montauk boys. Uh, Duncan Campbell and Al Bielek, who are among those who have come forward, claim to have been on, uh, on board the USS Eldridge during the Philadelphia experiment. They leapt off the ship and reappeared in 1983 at Camp Harrow. Other claims say that it was the Montauk boys who teleported themselves to the ship and turned off the generators that are the only reason why the USS Eldridge survived, keeping it from being lost in time forever. With so many people coming forward having memories of Camp Harrow, it is far more than the three I listed here. It's hard to say nothing ever happened there. Did they meet Jesus or change time? I don't know about all that. But did they experiment in time travel, telekinesis, teleportation, and remote viewing? Well, believe it or not, the CIA released documents, no, not confirming the existence of Camp Hera, but confirming similar studies. In 2003, they released a report from 1983 talking about the gateway process. Not only does this process look at how to escape the matrix and manipulate space-time, it actually tells you point by point how to do it. Uh, the TLDR of this report is that through the use of sound frequencies and other meditation techniques, you can create an altered state, allowing you to escape the known accepted reality. The report was written by Lieutenant Colonel Wayne M. McDonnell, who had just finished attending the Monroe Institute, which you can still do today. The Monroe Institute teaches you the gateway experience, which strives to achieve hemisphere synchronization. The left brain is the logic brain, the right brain is the creative, 
by synchronizing the hemispheres, this allows the individual to unlock the mind and travel outside the body. They can then travel anywhere in space, time, and the known and unknown universe. As crazy as this sounds, other CIA documents talk about the use of psychic remote viewers during the Gulf War in the 90s and going back all the way to the 70s. The methods of mind alteration aren't always so holistic. Many studies involve the use of LSD, for example. And yes, the CIA and the Army have admitted to using LSD on others without their consent, despite the fact that that's really unethical and illegal, but yeah, maybe one day we'll do an episode on government experimentation on its own citizens, because there's a lot of that. Like, a lot, a lot. Crazy amounts. But that's a story for another day. Getting back to our boy Nichols. Well, he seems as tethered to reality as the sailors on the USS Eldridge. His stories seem to change quite a bit. This, he says, is because of the deprogramming he received from the Men in Black. Among the methods used at Montauk to achieve enlightenment and control were physical and sexual abuse of children kept in cages. They would bring the children close to death by drowning them in a bucket of water and then revive them. The one who revived them would use it as a reminder of just who it was that saved your life. Now, whether any of this happened or the extent to which this happened is hard to say. Uh, personally, I am not a big fan of unlocked repressed memories through hypnosis. You can just as easily implant memories through hypnosis. Also, I know the U.S. has done some really dark stuff, but torturing children? That sounds more like something that happened at Nazi concentration camps. Again, they did have their scientists, though, so you decide. Today, Camp Hero is a state park. You can't wander through the underground bunkers, but you can visit the 754 acres of New York State Park. What about other countries? If the United States had psychic spies, then surely the Russians did. I mean, that's how the Cold War worked, right? USSR goes to space, US lands on the moon. America gets a big bomb, Russia gets a bigger bomb, and so on and so forth. May I introduce you to the Kazarov Mirror Project? Nikolai Kazarov was a very promising, well-respected astrophysicist who was a professor at the Pukharov University in 1931, until 1936. In 1936, a disgruntled student started making accusations against the staff of the school. And as a result, Joseph Stalin routed up the staff and had them either executed or imprisoned. Kuzarov was given 20 years, originally 10 years for counter-revolutionary activity, and then an additional 10 for hostile propaganda. This seriously isolated him from the rest of the world. For example, during his imprisonment, he had no idea that nuclear energy had been discovered. He also had a photographic memory and was studying Einstein's theories, so this gave him a very unusual perspective. Uninfluenced by the mainstream scientific community, he postulated that through the use of a curved mirrored surface, time could be bent and observed. Time as we know it does not exist. 
it is a concept of our perceived reality. All points in time exist simultaneously at all times. By creating a device made up of a sp spherical shaped reflective surface large enough for a man to sit inside, time energy could then be collected and used by the observer. His chosen surface, after much experimentation, is a very high-grade aluminum. Kozarov's colleagues fought to have him released, and he eventually was. He served 11 of his 20 years. But Kozarov, that came out of the gulags, was not the same man who went in. His ideas were radical. He would continue to fund his own research and land upon a material that he thought would work but he would never see the Kozarov mirror complete. He died in 1983 with his experiments unexplored. By 1990, Stalin was long gone. Theoretical physics had changed the world, and the Russian government really wanted to fund this tin spiral thing. Didn't see what it was all about. The location chosen for the project was Dixon, the closest inhabited city to the Arctic. The location was chosen because of the permafrost. There is so much history frozen in time, and it was theorized that as the ice melts, time energy would be released. When the devices were first built, no one would go anywhere near them. They emitted fear. The closer the scientists and volunteers got to the device, the more afraid they became. It, it was debilitating. One account says that a man near the machine felt a blow to the back of his head, like the device was resisting people and fighting back. Around the village at this time, more and more UFOs were seen every day. Eventually, a few brave souls ventured forward, and then a few more. They sat down in the spiral and let it rotate around them. They stared at the concave wall, and they saw patterns. All of them. They saw the same writing without communicating to one another, without any provocation. Some was Sumerian, some was Aztec some Egyptian. It was a hodgepodge of ancient writings from all over the world. And the more they stared, the more they saw. N not just writings, either. They saw other things, too. It was as if all points in space and time converged into one. They saw other dimensions. One man recalled seeing himself as a child 30 years in the past, and that child even acknowledged him. If that's not time travel, I don't know what is. And it doesn't stop there. One individual talked about meeting Genghis Khan. Another was in the Roman Empire. One of the most common themes, however, among the participants was white glowing figures that became known as the observers. These faceless, human-like figures were seen by many of the participants. They were said to communicate telepathically and have the ability to control others. Many felt like they were watched or uneasy because of these beings. Now, what's interesting about the Kozarov Mirror Project is the documentation. This isn't a one-off report by some fringe scientist with questionable credentials. This is a project openly funded by the Russian government. They worked with Britain to run experiments at Stonehenge. The CIA has its own documentation backing up these findings. Uh, Dr. Kosnachev and Dr. Tromanoff, who ran the experiments, even wrote a book about it. Available in the show notes, Cosmic Consciousness of Humanity, The Problems with New Cosmogony, gives details, detailed accounts of the project as told by the scientists, the volunteers, and those who lived in the area. If all that isn't enough, 
Dr. Kozinichev spoke to an international convention about the use of the Kozarov mirror to predict natural disasters. The results are frighteningly better than the scientific equipment we use for that purpose today. Are you one of those people who will only believe the truth if you see it with your own eyes? Build one. It's relatively easy and inexpensive. Again, link below. Now, I don't know about the rest of you, but personally, I want to throw on some headphones, stare at a curved mirror, and see what I can find out. I promise if I meet Jesus or Genghis Khan, you'll be the first to hear about it. Until next time, I'm Christopher Damien. This is History, Mystery, and the Unexplained. And thank you for listening.